Hey everyone, today is December 8, 2020, and this is uh, Barbecue Two Movies, and this is scriptwriter Steve. Wow, today there's a lot of news coming out there. Um, I just got finished watching the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Ravens. Yeah, I'm still watching football. By the way, something very interesting happened out there in football. I noticed on the back of the helmet, where you would usually find a lot of um, Black Lives Matter protest things going on there. You know, they have words or Breonna Taylor or George Floyd or Black Lives Matter. It's a little little pad on the back of their helmet. Well, nobody on the Dallas Cowboy team, they, did, they didn't have any, any words back there, nothing. It just said Cowboys. I, I couldn't find any of them, um, any type of BLM thing back there. So, uh, huh, uh, I think there may be a change going on there over in Cowboys. Maybe they want to say, hey, enough is enough already. We've had enough of it. I'm always um, surprised when I take a look at there's white football players and they have the names back there, like and racism. And then you have the black guys there. They say, ah, we don't really care. They don't have nothing. Just put the team of my name back there. So it's it's a little funny. I have to admit, I said, yeah, it's a little funny. And yeah, yes, I am still watching football. Don't watch baseball, don't watch basketball, you know, but I need my football. I mean, they got us locked up, you know, here and there. Can't do anything. My business isn't doing that great. So I either got to write or I can watch football. So uh, I love to watch football, right? But um, anyway, I got, a, I got a pretty good show for you today. Um, I'm going to get into the lawsuit coming out of Texas, read some articles from there. And I also want to talk about Joe Biden's broken leg. Now, I'm not sure if you, you're buying his story. You know, I think there's holes in it. I think there's plot holes in it. Now, I'm going to pull that apart, all right? So, uh, in fact, I'm so anxious to get into that. I'll talk about that first right after I come back from these messages. Okay, I'm back, and I want to just dive straight into Joe Biden's broken foot. Now, what I'm reading on top of the internet and through some medical doctors, what they're saying is that the fractures in his foot were very, very minor. There are hairline fractures. Um, I think I had gotten those before through playing sports or like just being very rough on my bike. I used to do a lot of stunt biking and, and uh, when we jump off the wall or roofs, uh, we come down on the pedal pretty hard. And then for about a week or so, our foot just felt very strange as though there's some vibrations going in through there. We never wore a cast, but we were limping around for a while. And when they say we, I'm talking about some of my friends and I who just didn't land correctly on our, on our feet. Didn't it, wasn't really sure if it, we should have gone to the doctor, but we didn't. Now, so Joe Biden, his story here. Um, now, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out here saying that Joe Biden's wearing an ankle monitor and um, they're using the cast to cover up his ankle monitor. I don't really buy into that, to be, um, to be completely blunt. Um, I think if uh, President Trump or anyone wanted to arrest um, Biden, um, they would do so in a very public affair. And uh, so I don't think he's, he's trying to hide an anklet bracelet or something like that. Um, I, I've seen those ankle bracelets, bracelets that track you, and they're pretty easy to hide without, um, without a boot. You can just put it under pants or a sock. And uh, yeah, so you wouldn't really know that someone's wearing it, to be, to be completely honest with you. So, um, uh, so but I, I have a lot of problems with this story. So... Here's what his story is um, sounded like. 
Um, he said Joe Biden, while, while Joe Biden was taking a shower, um, his dog, Major, um, came into the bathroom and then uh, put a ball in front of him when he was coming out. And then Joe Biden uh, went out there and then he took the ball and he threw the ball down the hallway. Now, and then he said he chased after the dog, trying to pull on his tail. And then he, and then his uh, dog um, slipped on the throw rug out there. And then it caused him to fall down and injure himself. And that's how he broke his leg, or maybe broke his foot. Now, <laughs> that story has a lot of like, um, a lot of holes for me. So first of all, um, he's in the shower, right? And all of a sudden, his dog has comes into the shower. So how does the, the dog come into the shower if you know? Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't the door be closed if you're taking a shower? Now, when you're you're the you're the president elect, um, I'm sure there are secret service agents in the room in this house that he's with. So you want some privacy when you're taking a shower. You want you don't want that door to be completely open. So it's pretty hard for a dog to just walk in there, right? Now then he says. The dog walks in there, and then he um, he takes the ball. Now, he didn't say he took a towel to cover himself. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But this is a now naked Joe Biden, right? Takes the ball out. He comes out of the shower, and, right? He's either in a robe or something, and he's naked. And then now he's going to throw the ball down the hallway. So how do you get down the hallway, like, in, immediately? And then he starts chasing after the dog, trying to, hold its tail. This is something that, that a kid does. Who does this? Who really does this to their dog, you know? And um, so here he is, like, you know, half naked or fully naked Joe Biden running down the hallway chasing his dog. He didn't say he put on his clothes. And I'm thinking all of this just happens, right? You know, the, you know, the ball's there, he throws it out, and then he chases, chases after the dog. That's the way he explained it. So now we have, like, you know, naked Joe Biden going down the hallway. There are Secret Service agents out there and throw rugs, you know, <laughs> throw rugs are pretty big. They don't really slip, you know, how, how you say they're going to do. You know, they're, they're really big. I have one on my tile floor, and it doesn't move. They're really nice, big, and heavy. Um, unless you have a real cheap one, but I don't think he has a cheap, light one, like a towel, on his, um, on, on, on his uh, wood floor. So then that, so the dog, you know, you know, um, slips on the throw rug and then he falls over the throw rug and then he breaks his foot. Now, here here's what I'm here's what I'm wondering. You know, when I when I um to break your foot, it it takes a lot of pressure. I mean it takes a lot of like you have to either move your ankle at a very weird angle or you gotta slam it down very awkwardly. I'm not sure if that happened. Um and if he fell down over that throw rug he would have bruises all over himself his hip and everything, you know, I've had, you know, um, when, when elderly people fall, it's, it's really a bad thing. I mean, they'll break other bones than just their foot. So I'm wondering if that story is true. Like how, how true is that story? I, I think there's holes in it. I don't really believe in it. I think he may have kicked the table. It's more believable if he just, he, he said he kicked the table, right? And then you, you can break a toe, you can break your foot by kicking a table, um, you know, I swear I've probably broke a toe by, by kicking a table at night. I mean, that one pinky toe, that, that kicks everything. Like, I've kicked weights with my pinky toe, and I thought I, I thought it fell off. But Joe Biden <laughs> breaking his foot by chasing his dog, and we're talking about a naked Joe Biden running past 
probably, you know, you know, um, security, security, right? The, the, the presidential security service, right? The secret service, they're in there in his, in his home right now because he is the quote unquote president elect. You know, you know, he's not going to be allowed to be, you know, taking a shower. Then he's also old, so they have to be on calls because if he slips and falls and maybe takes a shower, they got to go in there and rescue him, right? So um, I'm not sure what happened. I don't think that's the truth. I think there's something else. Um, a lot of times when people get older, they break bones. They really, really do. Um, you know, people who are on certain medications, they break bones a lot easier. Um, I have some friends who are on certain medications that makes their bones a lot more brittle and they have broken, broken feet quite often. Um, so I think that may be it, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just, you know, screenwriting. I don't know. So um, that's my opinion. I'm not sure what your opinion is. You can always chime off at me by emailing me or like dropping me a note in my little anchor box there. You can drop me a, if you have a, if you have a microphone or you're on your cell phone, you can just go to my, my Anchor podcast and drop me a message there and then yell at me for some reason. But uh, now I'm going to take a break here. I want to get back and I'm going to talk about Texas, 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 and because they're filing some, um, some pretty interesting um, suits that will go to the Supreme Court. And um, there's big time merit to that, big time merit. And we'll get straight into that. All right. So I'll be right back. Texas Supreme Court case highlights non-legislative election rule changes in battleground states. The Texas Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton on Tuesday filed an election lawsuit in the U.S. Supreme Court against Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin, alleging that the states used the pandemic to unlawfully change their election laws and urging the top court to have the election results declared unconstitutional. I am reading this from the Epic Times, which if you don't have it, you should get it. So Paxton argued in the filing that the states used the outbreak of the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, the CCP virus, as an excuse to make non-legislative changes to their election rules through executive fiat or friendly lawsuits, thereby weakening ballot integrity. Hmm. Yeah, they did. They exactly did do this. Um, do you remember when Joe Biden said um, he created the the most comprehensive election fraud organization ever? Um, this is right. This is right before the election, by the way. Um, he said this. It's on YouTube. Um, first, it was called a, a Freudian slip, Freudian slip, and then those are those mistaken words um, that people say sometimes. I mean, I'll say it nine times out of ten on this podcast and try to correct myself nine times out of ten. Um, but then again, then they also backtracked and said it was a stutter. And then they sidetracked and said that, well, he was talking about the, I guess, the fraudulent organization or the organization that he created of lawyers that were used to fight fraud in the election. So why don't we take that last statement at his word, okay? So he created lawyers, uh, a lawyer team to fight fraud in this election. That was his, um, that, that's what he actually meant. Now, those lawyers are the ones that went to all of these states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, to change their election laws to make fraud more likely. So that doesn't make any sense again. So how do you fight fraud by making fraud easier? Mm -mm. He's lying. 
bad lie. The media won't even catch that. I'm not sure even if Epic Times caught that. So, and, so, and what they did here is, is like the, the Supreme Court over there in Pennsylvania um, changed the election laws there that the legislatures had written. Now, in the Constitution, um, the leg- it is the state legislature of every state. They are, they are, um, it is their, they set the rules to how they want their election to be handled. That's their thing. That's written in the, in the Constitution. It's not created by lawyers. It's not create, created by the Supreme Court. Every state followed that except for Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and probably Nevada and also Arizona. But they're not, Nevada and Arizona are not labeled in the, in the, um, the lawsuit. So why is it that all other states have to follow those laws and Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin don't? That's, an, that's the definition of unconstitutional. And why is it that Joe Biden's lawyers and his cronies changed the rules in those swing states? The swing states that Joe Biden just had to end up winning to win Trump. The swing states that just happened to get more votes than ever to push Joe Biden to the magical electoral count. Without these ballots coming in after November 3rd, Joe Biden would have not won at all. And I'm not even saying he won. I mean, I believe those are all fake. And, and the, if you want to talk evidence, evidence is right here. It's right here. It's right here in front of us. This is another argument here, and it's very strong. And we still have the media. We still have the media who is saying, no, there's no evidence, none whatsoever. Well, does that mean the whole, you know, the whole state of Texas is wrong? Are we saying that the, the attorney general, who's a Republican, okay, that he's wrong? Now, now again, he's human. He could be wrong. But he does have a point. He, he does have a very, very strong point. So, you know, th- this is just gets very, it gets very frustrating because we have a lot of legitimate arguments out there going to all these different courts. And the problem is that many of these judges are just dismissing cases left and right um, because they, they even haven't listened to, the, listened to any evidence. They just they just have you know a different agenda than, than President Trump. They don't like President Trump, so they'll basically dismiss it. Now, let's not forget a lot of these you know these these federal judges. They brought forth cases, you know, and used their courtrooms to to push an agenda. They used it. I mean, Pennsylvania used the super used the Supreme Court to rewrite election law. So they're they're corrupt. They're corrupt, and don't think for a second that these that these um district courts are out there for justice. They're not. They're really not. And don't think a judge is a judge of, of morals or right or wrong. In this case, I think they have a much you know, deeper agenda, a much more cynical agenda out there that is just, like, you know, at a, maybe it's a, it's a thought of saying, hey, when at all costs, maybe they truly believe that Donald Trump is the devil and they say, hey, you know what? We have to do this at all costs. You know, you know, sacrificing things at all costs. We've we've seen other Democrats who who think this way, right? So um, yeah, it, I just it, you know things really don't commute. You know, they really don't make any sense with me. <laughs> These Dominion machines. I was watching earlier on OAN today, um, and if you don't watch OAN, you should. Um, OAN and Newsmax. You know, Fox. Ugh, Fox is becoming a big disappointment here. But OAN ran the, these um, 
they, they, they ran this, this really good piece on the, on the Dominion machines. And CNN, they actually ran a piece, they were running a piece that CNN ran on the Dominion machines back, I think, about five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago, where CNN just ripped into Dominion and just said, you can't trust these things. And they're coming here to the United States. You can't trust it. They did a very good job at reporting. And now, fast forward to 2020, they don't see no problem with it because, of course, Trump lost. That's just bad reporting. I mean, if it would happen, if Biden was up there, they'll be out there saying, hey, these, these um, Dominion machines are just not right. And what, I, what I'm really wondering is that if they, are, if they are infallible and if they're perfect, why is Dominion lawyering up? And not just giving their algorithm out for us to, you know, for people to say, hey, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's, let's investigate it. Make, let's make sure there's nothing there. Instead, they're making it very difficult to get the algorithm. They're, they're, they're in fact, trying to expedite their results and having their servers wiped, just like how Hillary wanted them wiped. Isn't that interesting? Um, it's very troubling. It's very troubling. And I don't know where to go from here. Um, I was telling my mom, it, you know, when, when I played, you know, PlayStation 3 and all these video games, there were these little kids who would come in and they would hack, they would hack the, the, the machines that were not, not hack, hack my machines, but the game. And I don't know how they got it, but they would have, you know, more powerful guns than me. Um, they, they, would, they would be dressed up as different people. They had different skins. They could make the games do different things. And these kids are geniuses hacking these, you know, these role-playing games. And as much as the programmers tried to make it so that you couldn't get hacked and the people couldn't cheat on it, they did it. And I know everyone who played video games before has seen it. I mean, I remember back in the day when we had Street Fighter 2, and we could literally buy, like, a hack on it and make us, you know, make it so Guile could, like, have, like, you know, 20 sonic booms going across the, across the screen rather than just one. So, uh, you know, if you can do it to video games, if you can hack video games, if you can hack Facebook accounts, which have happened, we've all had that happen before, right? You know, people get their, people get their Instagram accounts hacked. You can hack... You can hack an election, and it doesn't take much to, to you know to do it. And these machines, they said, are so hackable. They're, they're not even they don't even have all the safety precautions built in. So were they hacked? I don't know. I really don't know. It seems like something is going on. I mean, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that we have to say we have to raise our hand and say there's something here to investigate. There's enough evidence to say to for us to. There's enough evidence to warrant an investigation. Why don't we say that right now? And we don't know if we know that there's some investigation going on there that has yielded some results that say, whoa, this is this is corrupt. This is bad. For example, if we have 10 votes, 10, if, if we have 20 vote, a 20 vote total, 10 go for Trump and 10 go for Joe Biden. Why is it that when we input it into the Dominion machine, uh, you know, only 8.35 come out for Trump and then 13.45 come out for Biden. Why does that happen? It should be 10-10, whole numbers. Why is it that Joe Biden, when you look at the tally of Joe Biden, his winning, there's a decimal point. There's decimal points at the end. You, who the hell is voting half or three-fourths? You don't do that. Like, I mean, really? That, that doesn't make any sense. That means these machines are weighted in some form. 
You shouldn't have point tenth of a. You, your vote shouldn't be in the tenths. They're all. They all should be whole numbers. That's just common sense. And the media is saying, "Oh, there's nothing to see here." And it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. And all right, uh, you know, I want to talk. Why don't we go off on a bit more tangent here? That Georgia video of people of of, of the voters. I'm not hold on. Georgia. This is Fulton Fulton County. That uh, that um that video that came out. You know which one I'm talking about? Where they pulled the suitcases of votes from underneath that black table, and then those four machines. They kept counting votes over and over again throughout the night. The the election county official, the, the who was a Republican by the way, came out and said there's there's nothing. He sees nothing wrong here. He sees absolutely nothing wrong here, and he says there was an observer there, and that people were told to go home. Um, because they thought the counting was over, right? And, and their job, their job as cutters, they were, it was done. Well, there's something wrong here, because first of all, when you when if when you cut open an absentee ballot, you're supposed to have observers there, Republican and Democrat, to say because that's the only time when you can validate whether or not this ballot is tr- a real thing. Now, when you take a look at these ballots, and there's a lady there, Ruby Freedom, she posted some things on Twitter. She's out there cutting ballots open. I mean, the ballots are put on top of her desk, and there's no one there. There's, there's no observer there next to her. She's in the back room. That's 100 percent illegal. That, like it, you, you can't verify you can't verify a ballot, and you have to have a Republican and Democrat that are saying, "Well, I think these, I think that address matches, and I think that signature matches." No one's there. It's up to Ruby Freedom, who seems. A kind of unstable, she, you know. She's in charge of election integrity for those, you know, five thousand ballots on her desk. I don't like that. I really don't like that. And I thought again, they can do this because Joe Biden's lawyers came out there in Georgia and said, "Hey, you know what? We're going to relax the rules. We're going to relax the rules for this. We don't have to have the observers there. They can be out there in the corner, like watching something." like equivalent to being in the nosebleeds of a football game where you can't, you can't interfere. Observers, are, observers have the power to, to interfere. They, they have the power to say, that isn't right. That's why I'm there observing. And you have a Republican and Democrat. And get this too. When you, when you have, now these are absentee ballots, possibly or those from overseas from the military. Now, when you get them from the military, they have to be translated so they could be read in these like very corrupt Dominion machines. Now, when you get it, you're, you open it, right? You, you, and you have to have a Democrat, Republican there, open it. And then you start saying, well, this votes for Trump. And the person who's translating about there, they have to color it in. And the Republican and Democrat will say, both agree, says, okay, that the correct bubble was, was um, filled in. And then they'll scan the ballot in. They'll say, this is okay, we'll put it into the pile. Now we're okay, we'll stamp it, everything okay. No, there's no Republican or Democrat observers open, to observe the opening and then the translation to these ballots. Because Joe Biden's lawyers, who are in charge of minimizing election fraud, said they don't have to be there. Right? Does that make any sense? It doesn't make no sense to me. And right now, it looks as though... This was stolen. I mean, right? I mean, and Joe Biden is going to get in there. Nobody was <laughs> his own party. Why don't we get this straight? His own party. He barely won his own party. His own party was not going to vote for him. They barely won. 
and Bernie Sanders was Bernie Sanders was a close number two, and they just made it so Bernie Sanders could not win. You know, they, they Elizabeth Warren stayed in there, and and that's the only reason why Bernie Sanders didn't win over Joe Biden. And um, it's it's really bad, guys. It's really really bad. I don't see how Joe Biden won. I really really don't. And um, hold on, I want to find something for you here because one of my close friends here, they just sent me some, um, I have some friends here who just send me information all the time here. Um, hold on, I just have to scroll down here. So get this, okay? Uh, Trump had uh, 36% more Latino men vote for him. Uh, he had 30% more Latino, uh, Latino women vote for him. He had 19% more black men vote for him this year. 9% more black women. He had uh, 25% more Asian men vote for him and 39% more Asian women vote for him. In other words, in the, the exit poll said that Trump voted, he, he, he exceeded his demographic. Like he had more, more minorities, more of everyone who voted for him. Everyone, everyone, whites, everyone. Women, males, everyone. Now, the one demographic that he didn't win is dead people because Joe Biden, he, he got the dead vote. You know, trust me on that. But for some reason, also, they're saying that Joe Biden won more military votes than before, than any other Democrat. I don't understand that. Most military people I know voted for, voted for Trump. They love Trump. They really, really love Trump. Maybe not the top brass, but many, oh, every soldier, they're... Trump gave them, Trump brought them home from war, gave them a raise. He fixed the VA, the veterans. It was Joe Biden and Obama that all, remember all the vets, they're, you know, through the VA, they're having all those problems. They, they don't like Joe Biden. How can he get more, more of the absentee votes? Well, it's because during translation, they weren't there. So the translations, that, it was very. It could be very easily have gone to Biden. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you this. You don't think Democrats are capable of cheating this because they're all good people. They're all good people, right? No, a triggered Democrat will go to extremes to win. Now let's just say that very bluntly. They will. A triggered Democrat will get rid of your. You can be friends with them for 10, 15 years. You watch their children have dinner with them, share bread with them. You even, you even loan them money. But the minute they find out that you're a Trump supporter, you're dead to them. 15, 20 years of that friendship, all the stuff you did for them goes out the window because voting for, voting for Trump, they can't take that. They take things to extremes. They take things way to extremes. You know, they'll tear off, tear off the sign, the Trump sign. They'll scratch your car, right? Try to, try to dox you. Put, leave bad reviews on your on your on your um, on your business. Now, I've had that before. I've had all of those things before. You know, people try to you know take your sign from your Trump sign from you. I got pushed into the wall, you know, just for being a Trump supporter. You know, my I got bad reviews on my business. I don't even have these clients ever at all. And they'll say and they'll flat out say lies to them. They're saying, oh, you know, he did this and did that and all those different things on Yelp, which luckily I got removed. But they do that kind of stuff. They, they, you know, when you donate to a, um, you know, I, I donated to Trump and they found my name on this public list and they put my phone number on top of a Craigslist ad 
which was completely fake. So my phone started, started blowing up with fake text and all these different types of things. Now, they go to that extremes of people who are not, who are just Trump supporters, you know, and they're also in there counting ballots. And you think none of them are going to, you know, they're all going to be on the up and up when they treat us this bad. We didn't do anything. We just have a different a difference of opinion than them. You know, so don't think that this election fraud, you know, it may not have been planned. There may not be something at the very top. It may have, I mean, I think there is. But at the same time, cumulatively, you have crimes of this type happening below just because they hate Trump that much. They hate, they hate his supporters. We have video of them tearing up ballots. We have sworn affidavits from postal workers, people who work there who say, hey, you know, my boss told me to deliver these 100,000 plus votes and they just disappeared. He doesn't know what happened to them. He took it over state lines and poof, they're gone. They're gone. So, you know, are they capable? Yes, they're capable. Did they do it? I don't know. But I tell you what, the circumstantial evidence, and if we analyze their, their behavior, it doesn't look good for them. They're not honest people. They cheat. They lie. They steal. Look what they did in 2016. In 2016, they, they, they were impeached. They tried every single trick in the book to try to get rid of Trump before COVID. Before COVID, because they weren't confident in Joe Biden. And here's what, here's what, here's what I find really funny. You know, they, they tried to impeach Trump over, <laughs> over quid pro quo, over Trump trying to do his job, saying, hey, there's something here, right here in the Ukraine that you need, to, you need to investigate. And apparently it's all true that what was happening, that the Bidens were t- taking money from Ukraine. Hunter Biden was taking, Hunter Biden is getting paid over 100K doing nothing. We all know that story. And Joe Biden had to do something with it, right? The, the, the Democrats said, you know, that, that Trump was trying to get Joe Biden, um, try to conduct opposition research, try to get other, other um, countries to, to do op- opposition research for him. You know, you know they, how, do, how did they already know that Joe Biden was going to be the president-elect? They were still in, there was like Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, all, everyone was still running for office, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, everyone. But they had already crowned Joe Biden as the, as the, um, as the, uh, the nominee for the, for the Democrats, right? The, <laughs> no. Like, uh, how did they know? It was all rigged. It's all rigged for them. When Hillary ran in 2016, it was so rigged that they all knew that hardly any Democrats ran against Hillary Clinton. It was like, you know, you could, again, it was an open field because Obama had just you know, le- left office and they could run anyone. But because Hillary Clinton won, other Democrats said, hey, you know what, screw this. And she almost lost to Bernie Sanders, right? So, very corrupt, very corrupt. It's sad. It's really sad. And when I think about it, you know, it's not so much that Trump is losing or, or I don't think he lost. Um, but what's more sad is the, I guess, the realization in, into, into um, the realization of our country being just so corrupt. Uh, you know, I, I think when I think of this type of corruption, I think of Venezuela, I think of a third world country, you know, dictators, kings, you know, a very ruthless monarchy, not the United States. No. And I don't want to go there into this paranoid world, which 
does exist on the right. Now, there are, there's definitely paranoia on the right. People believe these really strange things and all that. Now, I entertain all of them. I don't discount them. I do criticize them. But again, a lot of it, is, they are conspiracy theories out there. Some of them are very well-crafted conspiracy theories. Um, but if you research into some of them, there's something there sometimes. So I don't want to dismiss any of them at all. But again, you know, as a writer, and I keep telling you is that I can, the ones that I can, you know, put like, you know, drive trucks through their plot holes, um, I do. I do. I call them out on it. And, you know, my friends believe in these things. I'll, I'll just call them straight out on it and say, hey, you know what? I don't believe in that. But, um, you know, right now, if we put all that paranoia stuff on the side, the left also has that. But it's so weird because the left's, they're not supported by by all these crazy stories. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not supported by. Um, uh, I guess. I guess the correct the correct um, definition would be. Uh, they're not supported by, by very outlandish tales. Uh, but even then, their stories are so simple. They they can be, and they're so easy to fictionalize. Like say, for example, the the dossier. <laughs> The Russian dossier was was so e- just a simple story of this like you know, you know Trump having a P tape out there and then then being, being the Russians using that to compromise. It's so like out there, right? And, and you and you just do a little research over there, and it's not even well thought through. Not like the ones on the right. The, the ones on the right are kind of well thought through. You have to really do your homework. Um, but what on the left is so simple. It's, it's such a simple story. It's such a simple fake story that you can just read upon it. And say, no, that's really fake. Like right on, right on the nose. It's like, wow, you know, I wish you would have made a better lie. But the Democrats buy a hook, line, and sinker, and they'll spend three years of their life, like you know, thinking, okay, this P tape is real. The Russian dossier is real. You know, you know, you know, Trump did did do a quid pro quo with Ukraine. All these things, they all think it's real. You know, and and and, um, and even when it comes to COVID, they think, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know, Donald Trump is responsible for. For COVID, even though you know it's these Democratic mayors who are pushing infected old people into nursing homes, which is not a good idea, and they just don't want to admit that, right? It's pretty easy to figure that out. And then if you always say, "Hey, you know, it's COVID stuff," hey, if you put you know group group together the European countries and into a population population to equate to be equivalent to the United States, three hundred fifty million, they'll have close to around two hundred eighty thousand deaths. So same as ours. So President Trump, you know, what we, what he's doing right now, it's really not as bad. So, um, but again, when you, when it comes down to this, you know, the, the liberals are so much easier to, to, um, oh, what's the word to, to convince, you know, than, than the Republicans are. Republicans need a better lie. And uh, that's why so much research has to be done on the right. When I, when I look at the conspiracies on the right, it's like you really have to dig into it. Like when it comes to Joe Biden's foot, they're saying, oh, you know, Joe Biden's, the, the cast was on the wrong leg. And then you have to really dig to figure out, okay, okay, like, you know, um, yeah, that was Photoshopped. But, but, uh, but they make it really convincing, I tell you that. They're really, really convincing. Um, just to let you know, the, the one thing about the Obama's birth certificate I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think there's some truth to that where Obama is not born in Hawaii. Um, I was born in Hawaii, 1977. My parents were born in Hawaii. Um, they're, much o- they're a little older than Obama. And all, my, my birth certificate looks like my mom's and dad's. And Obama's, even his long-form birth certificate, looks nothing like ours. 
he has, in fact, all of my friends who are born in Hawaii, we all know what it is, our birth certificate is a black one. Obama's is this green one, which we say, where in the hell did you get that? It doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before. Absolutely nothing. And it doesn't make any sense to me that he has a Connecticut um, Connecticut uh, social security number. Here in Hawaii, all of our social, social security numbers, like uh, they start with a 565 or 575. His is like 019. <laughs> so how did he get that? You know, I, I mean, I don't understand that. I really, really don't. So, so it's like, uh, how do you get a Connecticut social security number? If you're, you're born in Hawaii and your, your parents are rich, your grandmother's rich, you know, you, 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 know, you, you get a social security number that's from Hawaii. So, uh, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. So um, anyway, that is it for today. I'm going to check out today and uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go watch more football because I just DVR'd a whole bunch load. So I'll talk to you later.